Today on the show, I'm happy to have Britton Stamper. He's the co-founder of Push AI. They create automated data distribution systems for updates and insights. And we're going to start at the point of you being fired. Great. So a lot of the stories that I feel are coming out of the last year or two are a lot of tech layoffs have been happening. And I was actually a part of one of those. It was not fun the day of, but after a few hours, a few weeks, I was able to actually see it as the opportunity that it was, which really allowed me to be able to take the next step on the journey that I had always wanted, but hadn't necessarily had the push off the cliff to be able to take. So 15 years ago, back in college, I really wanted to be an entrepreneur, but looked at the fields, looked at the uh, skills, the resources, everything you really need to get started and realized I didn't have it. So after a long career and then eventually being able to be pushed off the ledge of <clears throat> getting laid off, it really helped me propel myself into this next step in my journey. So I was able to find a great co-founder, had the industry contacts, had the industry knowledge, and that really allowed me to be able to set up my venture in a much healthier way than I would have had I just started straight out of college. So having that experience, what were the first steps knowing, all right, I have the experience of how to start this. So what did that look like? So I've been in the startup ecosystem for about seven or eight years now. And I've been able to see people succeed and people fail, which has been really helpful in informing a lot of the decision-making that went into researching and identifying the exact landing point that we wanted to start our company. So some of the flaws that I saw around business models, like how do you ultimately price the product and what does that do long-term towards your incentive structure or what sorts of innovations are you trying to bring to market and whether or not you actually have a true moat or if it's something that is like a flash in the pan success that someone's just going to come in and eat your lunch with. So being able to have seen other people fail, learn on other people's dime, and then ultimately take that and run with it on my own and make sure that I give myself the best chance for success. So did you raise capital for this venture or did you bootstrap it? A little bit of both. Starting a company is expensive, but Ultimately, after having worked for about 10 years now, I've been able to accumulate enough that I can feel comfortable. I'm not pressed. I'm not making rash decisions. I'm not searching for capital that's not good for my company and good for our vision. So we've been able to bootstrap it a bit. We have raised some money. We've raised about 200K, which has helped support us through the last nine months of being able to develop a product and bring it to market. We will be trying to raise capital again in the next couple of months. But right now, the market's really difficult. We're getting ourselves into a position where we're not desperate. We don't need to either jump into some hype cycle that's not really a good fit for our company just to try and raise some venture or to make adjustments or really pinch our customers before we've developed the right sort of value proposition for them. Have you identified who the ideal customers are? We're trying a different set every week. It's not necessarily that we haven't identified the right ideal customer. We always knew that we wanted to target data professionals because both my co-founder and I come from the data world. And there's something about being able to go to someone and say, hey, I've walked a mile in your shoes or actually I've ran many marathons in your shoes. And we know exactly where some of the 
problems are, and we're really trying to build tools to solve for them. But we also are trying to say, not just the data person, but where is the business value coming from? Since we a lot of data teams are more of an internal support mechanism that don't necessarily add direct business value to achieve the revenues we want and to build a business that we want. We need to have a business use case, which means we're trying out different business teams. I think in the last month, we've tried customer success, finance, account executives, and also revenue operations. We've had mixed success with each, and we've gotten some really good learnings from talking with each of those business teams, some of which has translated into amazing deals that we didn't think were going to be possible even at our stage of company. And also some of those that went nowhere because at the end of the day, we hadn't developed a product that was a good fit. So some of it's testing. Some of it is actually identifying an ICP we want to go to market with. But at the end of the day, it's all just how do we make sure that we figure out the right business to build? So a lot of these conversations around what problems these guys are having and how you guys can create the right product for them. Yes. And a little bit of a demo. There's a sneaky part to early stage development, which is there's a lot of people in this world that always dream of starting something or helping the ecosystem of starting something. And so we do a mixture when we do outreach of, hey, we want to get feedback. And that's genuine. We actually want to get that feedback because it's going to make our product better and our business better. But at the end of the day, I'm also showing you our product. And if you want to sign up, I'm not going to say no. Love your business. And we've been able to get quite a few companies through that outreach while still maintaining it as a genuine outreach and not just a pure sales play. Yeah, I like that tactical approach because you are coming in and trying to figure out, is this the right product for you? And then by virtue of, some of them become clients. Yeah, exactly. It's a sneaky way of being able to approach customer development, but it really resonates, especially early on in the innovation cycle. There's so many people in the world that would love to be innovative, but through one reason or another, haven't been able to take that jump. I was in that position five years ago. I would always take calls for people trying to build new tools. And some of those tools now exist. And I'm really happy to have been one of the early adopters. I still look at them and I'm like, wow, I saw that when it was a baby. I was able to participate when it was a baby. And now as a founder, I have my own baby and I want some of those people on my end as well. Where would you like to see Push go over the next few years? So our strategy is really developing out all of the core needs that businesses have around data, but doing it with a few new technologies that are coming out. So it's like a reinvention of the wheel. I really love, there's a couple of books around innovator's dilemma and innovator's solution that I reference a lot when I think about my own innovation. And it's really about building out each of the key products along the cycle that allow you to be able to hit more and more value for your customer while keeping it constrained in terms of how much the customer is going to expect from you to deliver for your product. So keeping our scope low, like our first product is a simple reporting tool. It is not a very complex tool. It is not going to be this huge moat, but really what is a huge moat is the platform that we've built underneath it that we're going to be able to feed into additional product lines. And those additional product lines are hopefully going to be everything a business needs to be able to get value from their data. 
Yeah, every business has so much data that they're not necessarily mining. So if you can help them along that, I'm sure there's a massive need. Even when they do have data that they're mining, the quality of that mining is hard. You have millions, billions, trillions of variants of that data that could potentially be the insight your business needs. We have a few mechanisms we're using to really limit the scope of what we're looking at so that we can identify the highest leverage points for businesses. So tell us exactly how some of the key metrics for your business are defined. Tell us how you define revenue, how you define customers. That simplifies the problem a lot so that we're mining in the right places. And then also the key dimensions of the business. What are all of the different ways in which you see this data being cut? And we'll go and we'll run the hundreds, thousands, millions of variants for you in order to identify where the most juice is for getting more value from your existing data. Yeah.